Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans, presented by Fort Comfort Gutters. Now here's your host with the latest on the Burgundy and Blue, Mike Evans. Hey everybody, welcome into the Mile High Hockey Podcast as uh, the avalanche, as we're talking right now, finally got off the uh, schneid on this road trip. They got that win in Washington, a not uh, not a blowout, uh, much closer than the final score would indicate, 6-3, to three, but they got a couple of empty net goals. But isn't that kind of the way it tends to work for a team that's in a slump? Anytime, I don't care what the sport is, when a team's in a slump, you don't necessarily get that just breakout, huge blowout, everything looks awesome performance that ends the streak definitively. It's like for any of you who've lived in areas, uh, maybe back east, Midwest, where you get that really hot, humid weather that settles in for the course of like four or five days. It doesn't seem like it's ever going to end. But when it does end, it usually, these big band of thunderstorms come through and just, you know, crash, bang, and all kinds of thunderstorm activity. And then afterwards, it's beautiful, it's clear, it's dry, blue skies. That doesn't tend to be the way that slumps end in any sport. And for the Avs, uh, it, it was a win, but it wasn't a, an overly impressive win. But when you're in a slump, you just want the slump to end. You don't care how it ends. You don't care how it looks. You just want to get the win. You want to start feeling better. And then you start to build on that. So that's the hope for the Avalanche, that they've come through the worst of it. They're only going to start to improve and build on this and get better. That is the hope between now and the trade deadline and certainly the rest of the way. Uh, the things that you really like about that performance over Washington. Let me let me start with the performance of Artori Lekkinen. I, I think that Artori Lekkinen has been overlooked by a lot of us in talking about where this team's at, what they're missing, what they need to go out and get better at, maybe what they need to look for at the trade deadline. I think Lekkinen's been overlooked in all of that because you're talking about somebody who, when they acquired him right from the get-go, he was an impact player, huge part of the cup run, and just somebody who has really established himself as a real, I'm not going to say one of their real core guys, but certainly one of those guys that you look at as being crucial uh, to the uh, to the play of this team and 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 where they're going to be able to go. He's just somebody from the moment he stepped in, he just does everything the right way, right? He's reliable. Maybe he's not great, but he's reliable, he's solid, and you can depend on him. And you take him out of the lineup with that really scary neck injury, and he missed, what, 35 games? Uh, that's a lot. That is a huge piece to miss. And maybe while he was gone, there was a little bit of too much out of sight, out of mind. But now that he's back, give him a chance to get some games under his belt, start to get his form. Hopefully what we saw against Washington, we'll see more of. Because as you start to talk about the trade deadline and what the Avalanche need to go out and acquire, you know, you get Arturi Lekkinen playing at a, at a high level, all of a sudden the things that you think you need to go out and find at the trade deadline, maybe you're getting from Lekkinen. So you start talking about being able to get Arturi Lekkinen back playing at his normal level, hopefully get Val Nachuskin back at some point here, 
get Val back with enough time left in the season so that he can get back to the form that he was showing before he left to join the the player assistance program. Now, all of a sudden, you could start looking at this team and start feeling a little bit better. By no means, though, is that enough. Uh, Yeah, you got to get Val back. You got to get Lekin in playing at a certain level, but I don't think that's enough yet. I still believe, especially seeing Ryan Johansson drop down to like fourth line, we, we have to acknowledge that the Ryan Johansson second center experiment failed. Um, they went for it. They they made the move with the hope that Ryan Johansson uh, could tap back into the type of game that he played a couple of years ago, be surrounded by better players, be on a better team, and it would really elevate his performance to the point where you could feel real comfortable slotting him in as that second-line center. Hasn't worked that way. So that's still remains a hole that needs to be fixed. They have to find somebody at that second-line center that they can feel really confident will take uh, a lot of the pressure off that top line and allow the third line to really go out and distinguish themselves as one of the best third lines in hockey. But that's their role, right? You don't want to start saying, hey, we need you to be like a second-line center or a second-line winger or a second-line we just want you to be what you're so good at. So that that second-line center still remains the big issue. Uh, goaltending is is going to be an issue. I thought that after the Washington game, it was interesting. Jared Bednar was asked. To, you could tell it was an, uh, an out-of-town reporter. It wasn't somebody that's typically on the avalanche beat. And he asked him just kind of uh, uh, some questions about Alexander Georgiev. And Bednar, very classy, understood that this was a, uh, a not a beat reporter. So he was trying to be helpful, tried to give a good answer. And he did. But he gave an answer that I think was revealing. He said, well, you know, Georgie's been good most of the time, but not all the time. He's had his performances that could be better. Like our hockey team, there can be more consistency. So he's been good. But he could be better. And that, to me, that's a very telling statement. When you're a team that's trying to win a Stanley Cup and you've got your your coach talking about your number one goaltender saying, yeah, he's been okay. It needs to be better. So you, you, you look at what the Avalanche have at goaltending right now. you got clearly in the mind of Jared Bednar some questions about your number one goalie. And you also have some issues when it comes to your backup goalie. So goaltending on a whole is an issue. How they go about and fix it, I saw this um, this uh, this uh, tweet from Adrian Dater. He said the Avalanche might be looking not necessarily for just a backup goaltender. They may be looking for like a 1A goaltender, somebody who isn't just an obvious backup, but might be somebody that in a pinch – might get hot and might actually push Georgiev for the top spot. I think that's something interesting. I think it's certainly something to watch. But the good news is the slump is over, hopefully, as we're talking right now. They're getting ready to play Tampa in Tampa. Always fun to see uh, games in Tampa. It's only once a year, but it brings back so many great memories, doesn't it, Uh, about when the cup was clinched. So we'll see how that road trip finishes off. Uh, hopefully the Avalanche continue to build and this slump that we just watched them get through. Hopefully that was just a one-time thing and it's onward and upward from 
here. We shall see. We'll be back uh, again next week with a couple more podcasts to talk all about it. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Mile High Hockey Podcast. We'll see you again next week.